0: Money talk on Radio 3. Yes, James Ross here. It is eight minutes to nine. And uh, as Australia is on holiday today for Australia Day, uh, we have no view from Australia, but we do have a great view uh, on the oil industry. And and, I'm very pleased to be joined uh, by Vandana Hari, the founder of Vanda Insights. Uh, Good morning, Vanda.
1: Good morning, James.
0: Uh, nice to have you on. Now, where are we with oil prices? Are things calmer at the moment? Should we be expecting any fuel price increases anytime soon? What's going on?
1: Calm would be uh, an interesting word. I would say relatively calm, yes. Uh, crude prices have been pretty range bound, uh, I would say, between, so if you're talking of Brent, between 75 and $80 roughly um, since mid-November. Uh, which is so, you know, we are talking of the period of the thick of the Red Sea attacks and uh, increasing uh, hostilities and conflict between uh, Israel and Hamas. So relatively calm. Uh, but the market remains on tenterhooks, uh, specifically on account of uh, so-called geopolitical uh, risk premium in prices. Uh, one is, of course, on uh, account of the um, ongoing attacks on uh, ships in the Red Sea by the Hamas, uh, by the Houthi milit- militants of Yemen, and uh, we have uh, had a, sort of a resurgence of some risk on the Russia-Ukraine front as well in, in recent. Uh, days surprisingly hmm. uh, after a bit of calm on that front.
0: Now on the Red Sea attacks, is that because specifically tankers are being endangered, or is it that the you know the tankers have to go round the Horn of Africa now and it takes longer? I'm, I'm not quite sure. How does that exactly link to the oil price? Um,
1: yeah. You know, kind of? <laughs> You're not the only one, James. Uh, it is slightly hard uh, for the market to to, to decipher because um, let's keep in mind the, the important fact that uh, supply volumes from the Middle East you know, accounts for a third of the global oil supply have not been impacted at all. Production is normal. Uh, they're loading the oil onto onto ships normally. Now, as you mentioned, what has changed is that ships that would have uh, gone through the Bab al Mandab Strait next to Yemen and uh, essentially the Red Sea, which is the shortest route. Uh, sort of between the west of Suez and the east of Suez, you know, connecting Asian and Middle Eastern markets to Europe and the east coast of U.S., that short route is now basically uh, has become dangerous. So, yes, indeed, uh, oil tankers, LNG vessels, uh, a lot of them are being diverted across the um, the southern tip of Africa, Cape of Good Hope. So essentially, tanker that has caused uh, more demand on tankers, obviously, tanker freight rates have spiked. But that is so that means the delivered price of oil and gas rises for the consumer. But the price of oil as such um, has not gone up
0: now turning to the u s uh u s uh, obviously produces a lot of oil itself uh, you know is it self sufficient now and, and what impact does that um, have on world oil prices
1: it's u uh, s has quite uh, uh, become a, a major dynamic in the global supply uh, balances because last year saw a phenomenal phenomenal and um, much higher than expected uh, rebound in US production. Uh, it was up about 1.1 million barrels a day to an all time high, um, and 12.9 million barrels per day. And it's expected to continue, not at the same pace, but expected to continue rising further this year. It's not just the US, uh, Canadian production is rising. Uh, if you look in South America, Guyana and Brazil are also experiencing a growth spurt. Across the Atlantic, you have Norway and Kazakhstan as well. So it's almost like a you know simultaneous increase in about half a dozen major producers, uh, which it has been one of the factors weighing on prices uh, since late last year. This view that uh, demand growth uh, globally will be a bit sluggish this year. And on the other hand, you have uh, quite ample new supplies coming on stream.
0: So does, does that mitigate the risk? You know, all these com- countries around the world are ma- major producers now of oil. You know, back a couple of decades, all I ever used to hear was that OPEC was squeezing uh, production and, and that had a big direct impact. Does OPEC have quite so much effect now?
1: So I would say until uh, OPEC and OPEC Plus, the larger alliance, uh, is uh, officially in place, formally in place, it's not disbanded. Uh, it does have a huge potential to influence prices, no doubt about that uh it controls about 40 percent of global oil supply and uh over the last few years especially since 2020 you know when they implemented major cuts to balance supply with the the drop in demand uh because of COVID, they have been very uh effective essentially what has changed la- is uh, through last year there appear to be more cracks uh in the alliance it is essentially getting harder for them to uh continue tightening the belts to continue reducing output And you know, especially when that doesn't pay off, you know, so you don't see a commensurate jump in crude prices. It becomes harder for them to uh, to maintain discipline as well. So uh, it's a wait and see on OPEC+. Uh, They have uh, instituted deeper cuts for the first quarter of this year. It was slightly unusual because the market would have expected them to send much more bullish signals by saying that we are going to cut cut deeper for the rest of 2024. They haven't done that
0: just very quickly are we going to see uh, oil prices above the hundred dollar mark again anytime soon
1: short answer James no I don't think so Uh, that is not my base case of course you know with two two major wars uh, ongoing you know you can never say it won't happen it's impossible it's improbable I would say so
0: well, uh, let's uh, let's look with interest uh, as ever uh, our expert on uh, the oil industry Vandana Hari who is the founder of Vanda Insights. Thanks very much uh, Vanda. have a great weekend. Um on-